Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2409 with a release date of Friday, December 29th, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Set your sights on some most wanted DX contacts. Straight Key Month gets underway and listen to the winning Ham Radio Haiku for 2023. All this and more is Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2409 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent weekly amateur radio news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Picayune, Mississippi, here is Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. As the new year dawns, we bring you a top story that looks to the future. We tell you about two big D expeditions happening down under, and both take plenty of planning and resources. We hear the details from Graham Kemp, VK4BB. The year 2024 is a big year of planning for a de-expedition to Peter One Island, which ranks 8th in Clublog's most wanted DXCC list. Like Bouvet Island, this remote volcanic island is one of three Norwegian territories in the sub-Antarctic and Antarctic region. The de-expedition of 19 operators is being led by Ken, LA7GIA, Caesar, VE3LYC, Dave, WD5COV, and Adrian, KO8SCA. It's planned for 14 days in February of 2026. Dave and Ken are also part of another high-profile de-expedition taking place a year before Peter One Island, that is, the 3Y0K de-expedition in January 2025 for Bouvet Island, the 11th most wanted on the club log list. This expedition will reuse much of the equipment from the previous year's trip to Bouvet and is also sharing the website being used by 3Y0K. As fundraiser for Peter One Island gets underway in just a few weeks, the group is concentrating on securing a landing permit from the Norwegian Polar Institute. The team has reported it's found a ship and it has two onboard helicopters. In addition to being a coveted DX, Peter One Island carries the IOTA designation of AN004. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. CQ Magazine, which has been a resource for the active amateur radio community for seven decades, has suspended publication until sometime in 2024. CQ has been a valuable supporter of Newsline's Bill Pasternak WA6ITF Memorial Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year Award. It's renowned for its CQ worldwide array of contests and operating awards and for its Hall of Fame. The magazine's editor, Richard Moseson, W2VU, told Newsline in a recent email, quote, As all of our loyal readers know, 2023 has been a very challenging year for us. We continue to pursue all options for getting things moving again. At this moment, the November and December issues are delayed, but we plan to get them out to the readership as soon as circumstances permit. We appreciate everyone's patience and understanding, end quote. The widely read magazine, which produces both a print and digital edition, has been a staple in amateur radio shacks, starting with its first issue in January 1945. This year marks the 18th year for Straight Key Month, a celebration of traditional communication from the Straight Key Century Club. Don't have a straight key? You can get in on the action anyway. Kevin Trotman, N5PRE, tells us how. Just as some CW operators think they can rest their fist following the conclusion of the ARRL Straight Key Night on the 1st of January, others are preparing for a Straight Key Month. The popular event from the Straight Key Century Club is a leisurely and friendly activity. The goal is to contact as many other operators as you can via CW, not just throughout the United States, but around the world. There are various categories in which operators can set their goal. You don't need to be an SKCC club member to participate. In fact, you don't even need to use a straight key. 
Will you get a basic sweep, a full sweep, or a grand sweep? See the SKCC website at skccgroup.com and click on the link for SKCC Straight Key Month, which appears under the heading of Activities. Each year, club members compete to produce a design for the event's official QSL card. This year's winning card will also mark the 18th anniversary of the SKCC. This is Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. The next big thing in ham radio in the U.S. is the first big convention of 2024. It's known as Quartz Fest, and it's one of its kind in Arizona's Sonoran Desert. It features recreational vehicles, portable and mobile MCOM systems, and off-the-grid living all near Quartz Site. Activities and seminars are all free. Operators will also have a special event station, W7Q, throughout the week. Other hams will be participating in an HF distance challenge, Pico balloon launches, and POTA activations and hikes. QuartzFest takes place between the 21st and the 27th of January. For a schedule of seminars and activities, visit quartzfest.org. A noted observatory in New England has just chosen its new director, an amateur radio operator who is also an advisor to HamSci and its various projects. We hear more from Cell MB, KB3TZD. Congratulations to Philip Erickson, W1PJE, a member of the advisory board of the citizen science group HamSci, who is starting an important new role in January as director of the Haystack Observatory at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, where he has been on staff in various capacities since 1995. His most recent role has been associate director. The observatory has been involved in a number of projects that share some of HamSci's own priorities, conducting studies of the ionosphere and other parts of the atmosphere with the use of electromagnetic frequencies. Philip notes on his QRZ.com page that Haystack has been involved since the late 1950s in remote sensing research into the properties of the ionosphere, neutral atmosphere, overlying plasmasphere, and magnetosphere. Philip belongs to the Neshoba Valley Amateur Radio Club, which often conducts activities in collaboration with the Haystack Observatory. He's also a big fan of working with vintage radios. This is Selembi, KB3TZD. Just as Youth on the Air Month ends on the last day of December, Ham Radio Kids Day is just getting warmed up. The annual ARRL event takes place on Saturday, the 6th of January, as a way of showing youngsters the kind of fun they can have on the air and to interest them in science and technology. Plans are already being made across the country. One such group, the new Providence Amateur Radio Club in New Jersey, is operating the event with the youngsters at the Salt Brook School on Saturday, January 6, 2024, from 1.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. During the event, youngsters will be on the air under the supervision of licensed hams. Kids will be calling CQ Kids Day, and the kid-friendly exchange will be name, age, location, and favorite color. Several special event stations go on the air from around the world each year in August, coinciding with the anniversary of the death of St. Maximilian Maria Kolbe. He was born, however, in January, and an event is coming up to mark the 130th anniversary of that day. Here's Randy Sly, W4XJ, with the details. The Polish priest, Maximilian Maria Kolbe, was martyred in Auschwitz during World War II. Hams often hold special event stations in August to mark the date of his death. One ham in France, Jeff, F4IIQ, has chosen to mark his birth on January 8th. He will be going on the air with a call sign TM130SMK from the 5th to the 9th of January. 
The Franciscan priest, who was canonized in 1982, is considered the patron saint of amateur radio for having founded a monastery in Poland dedicated to communications. The monastery housed a shortwave radio station with a call sign SP3RN. When the monastery was shut by the Nazis in 1941, Maximilian Maria Kolbe was arrested and sent to Auschwitz where he volunteered to take the place of another man who was marked to die. The priest was executed by lethal injection after having been placed in a starvation bunker. Father Kolbe was also the inspiration for the St. Maximilian Kolbe Net, which was founded by two amateurs in the U.S. in 1998. It meets on 80 meters and 20 meters on Sundays. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the W4HPL repeater in Cookville, Tennessee, on Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. local time. Soda activators get ready to aim high in the new year. It's already a fact that soda ops aim high or they wouldn't be climbing all those summits to make contacts. But now the award scheme is asking everyone to aim high on the band and accept a year-long 10-meter challenge. This event is timed to coincide with what is expected to be the peak of Solar Cycle 25. The Soda 10-meter challenge is not a contest, but the organizers do plan to post results on its challenge page and hope the activity will encourage as many ops as possible to make use of the band. In announcing the activity, Andy MM0FMF compared this challenge to the event conducted on the 12-meter band in 2013 and 2014. Unlike 12 meters, 10 meters is open to all classes of amateurs in most countries, and so this event is considered more inclusive. Amateur radio on the ISS is collecting stories and videos that help tell the story of ham radio in space during the past four decades. Dave Parks, WB8ODF, brings us that report. If you've ever had contact with amateur radio on the International Space Station, get ready for Florida in February. The ARIS organization is reaching out to educators and former students, asking them to send in stories and videos explaining the impact that important CUSO with the orbiting astronauts has had on their lives. The stories will become part of the 40th Anniversary Educational Contact Conference taking place at the Center for Space Education near the Kennedy Space Center's Visitor Center from February 22nd to the 24th. Both educators and former students are being asked to fill out a form online providing details. ARIS is celebrating the occasion which marks 40 years since astronaut Owen Garriott, W5LFL, made the first amateur radio contact from space on board the space shuttle Columbia. ARIS writes on its website, quote, The historic 40th anniversary conference will be a retrospective of what has been accomplished and will highlight our exciting amateur radio human spaceflight plans on the horizon, end quote. To share your story, follow the link that appears in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. I'm Dave Parks, WB8ODF. In the world of DX, there's still time to get a coveted DX for your logbook. The Rebel DX Group's T32TT operation from Kiritamati, Christmas Island, IOTA number OC024 in East Kiribati will be extended until the 12th of January. See QRZ.com for QSL and other details. Be listening for special event station AT24GSM from West Bengal, India, between January 9th through the 16th. 
Members of the West Bengal Radio Club will be activating Sagar Island, IOTA number AS-153, and the Ganga Sagar Island Beach, BOTA number 60572. The activation will also include the Sagar Island Lighthouse, World Lighthouse number 2262. The occasion for the activation is the annual pilgrimage known as the Ganga Saga Mela. See QRZ.com for details. Members of ARI Padova will be on the air with the call sign II3PUP from the 7th to the 14th of January. The suffix of the call sign is an acronym for the Latin words connoting Padua, the painted city. This is a reference to the series of 14th century frescoes that are on the UNESCO World Heritage List, where they were added in 2021. QSL via IQ3WW. Find other QSL information on QRZ.com. If you're planning ahead for February, be listening for VK5MAV, operating as VK5MAV Stroke 4 from Magnetic Island, IOTA number OC171. They'll be on the air from the 6th to the 11th of February. You'll be using mainly CW, but may include some SSB. Listen on 40, 20, 15, and 10 meters. CQRZ.com for QSL details. And as we leave December and step across the threshold of a new year, it's a comfort to know that some things endure. They were built to last, and in fact, they do last. One example is the tradition of a message of Christmas peace transmitted from a historic transmitter in Sweden. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, concludes this newscast with this report. On Christmas Eve morning, the World Heritage Grimmiton radio station carried a message to the world that is older than the hundred-year-old transmitter itself. It was a message of peace sent via Morse code. Hams and non-hams alike from around the world tuned in via SDR or other means to hear the code being sent via the Alexanderson alternator SAQ signal on 17.2 kHz long wave. Others simply witnessed the event on YouTube, where spectators from Poland, Belgium, Colombia, Brazil and Australia left words of support and appreciation in many languages. The history behind this transmitter is as cherished as the message it carries several times each year. With every transmission, it underscores the progress we have made over the years in wireless communication, while affirming the progress the world still needs to make in so many other areas. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. You can see this year's December 24th event in Grimmiton by following the link in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. If you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in, send it on. We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something that is out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we would like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. Meanwhile, if you're feeling even a little bit poetic, visit our website to learn more about the Amateur Radio Newsline Haiku Challenge in 2024. Speaking of all things poetic, as promised, our crew has chosen the Newsline Haiku of 2023 from all of this year's weekly top entries. We're proud of this winner, who received 43% of the vote. We were unfortunately unable to contact the author in time for him to read it for inclusion in this newscast. So it's my honor to present the winning haiku submitted by Greg Smith, N6NYX, that was featured on December 8th. It was a touching and poetic comment on the potential future of amateur radio. It reads, The past is prologue when the radio captures the love of youngsters. We congratulate Greg for his winning haiku and encourage all of our listeners to submit their own creations at the website. 
Look for the Ham Radio Haiku link at the top right portion of the menu on the website. We look forward to another year of you flexing your poetic license, as well as your Ham Radio license. And with thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, ARRL, Eris, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, 425DX News, Hamsi, M0OXO Website, Patch.com, QRZ.com, QuartzFest, Radio World, ShortwaveRadio.de, Straight Key Century Club, Wireless Institute of Australia, YouTube, Youth on the Air, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Don Wellbanks, AE5DW in Picayune, Mississippi, saying 7-3 and wishing you all the very best in 2024. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023. All rights are reserved.